Day buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for how you can eat. A weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. I'm Chuck Jose. Wow, I said my full name for the first time on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> season two. Season two is go. Is starting off real well. Um, anyway, I'm well. My full name is Chuck Jose, and I am one of your co-leaders for this amazing show. Each week, we take a brand new K-pop release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I got to quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders of this group. The two guys who have been with me since day one. We are now starting the new year of How You Can Eat, season two. I'm so excited. I I have no idea how long this show is going to go on, but the fact that we made it a year is such an amazing feat. So I'm really proud of us. You can you can go listen to our last pod, our ESPA pod, to see us uh, to hear us talk more about what season one meant to us. But season two is here. It's now. It's only been a week, but it's feel it's felt like so long. I don't know why. But um, I don't have a cool intro lined up for season two. I'll I gotta shake off the rest. You know, it's like it's like the start of a of any sports season where you gotta you gotta see how the team dynamic works when uh, a new season is upon you. So uh, I'm gonna be shaking off a little bit of that rust, um, and I'll I'll get you some pretty juicy intros. But for now, I'm gonna introduce him as the <laughs> the one uh, the one the person who's won Squid Game, the person who decided maybe I shouldn't go <laughs> see my daughter, the person who. Uh, hasn't used any of his winnings. The person who uh, looked at a picture at a hair salon and decided that's the hair that I want. It's Alan Mark. Happy any any Versisa. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. At the time of this recording, it'll be one day before uh, our anniversary of our first episode. So. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the anniversary of the of the time that was said on uh, on local news, or uh, I forget where that was said. No, what <laughs> the anniversary saw? Oh, um, uh, that is just that's which, just uh, Joe Hustle. This is Joe Hustle trying to figure no, out. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like Portuguese. Was it a? It was just. Was it a? a show? Oh no, it's probably like a. a show. Okay, some show. Anyway. Yeah, a variety um, thing. But yes. Uh, yeah, since my hair is red, I do look like a uh, uh, dude from Squid Game. So, G- G- by this point, we've ass- we- we're going to assume you've all seen Squid Game because if you haven't yet, then you don't really care about K-pop. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so, if you're listening to this, you I'm pretty sure you've you've absorbed everything Squid Game. At least you you've had a month. What's your guys' statue of limitations when it comes to um, spoilers? spoilers? Um, yeah. 
I don't know, but something like this, it's like just ask if they. I just ask if they've seen it first, and then I go off about it. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so at this some, point, some zeitgeist kind of show. Yeah, I guess with Harry Potter, you don't want to spoil that. Is you can maybe maybe uh, like a month. I'd say a month. A month. Okay, that's it. Okay, so apologies for anybody who had any hints from whatever I just said, but again, you don't know what Alan Mark looks like, so. Who knows what he looks like? I mean, if you if you do, then you, you're you're a pretty good stalker. I mean, and running out the <laughs> big three is the one that hails from NYC. He is laughing because this show is off, really off to a rocky start. But I'm hoping he can bring um, more of the fun and the energy that these intros usually have. It's Steven. Hello, guys. Uh, let me just say happy birthdays. To hustle and oh no 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 Heejin and Chu. <laughs> that's how our seasons start off. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. The Heejin and Chu birthday mark. <laughs> that's a good landmark to to go off of. Yeah. I, did we plan that intentionally? I don't even remember know, when we decided. Like, let's the, just do it now. Sometimes the moon just aligns, you know. <laughs> it is almost a full moon, right? At least it was, last, it was yesterday. It was last night. Oh, yes. Oh, dang. Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boo. Oh, well. Well, as you know, we record this on Wednesdays and we release them on Fridays. But if you wanted to know all the other releases that have come out, aside from this, this, the group that we're covering <laughs> this week, um, Alan Mark, who would you go to? Who, who, which, which um, world renowned chef would you go to? To find out what other songs are out there um, in the K-pop world, Ro Choi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, oh no! No, of course I'd oh, go to no. our good pal Steven. All right, thank you, and uh, let me throw it to our friend, our, our best Alan. friend, Steven. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me just let Roy into the Zoom real quick. <laughs> He's been waiting in the yeah. waiting room for all this time. At least he was there at eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, I have an, another great week of releases. A really, really good one to start off season two. So, uh, haste makes waste, as uh, Stacy said. So I will. Uh, <laughs> Not linger any tarry any further. Uh, at start on Monday, we have the duo Davici. Uh, they've released a single called First Loss. And uh, this is just a, a classic Davici ballad. Pretty much everything you'd expect from them. Um, and the music video, it just looks like it's it's just shots from a drama. So it fits perfectly. Uh, I checked the charts. And I think this song entered at number 17. It's steadily climbing. It's at 13 the last time I checked. But Davici and the charts, that's just where they live. So uh, the Korean people love them. And uh, it's it's just a nice, like, ballad that they always do. Um, But speaking of the charts, that brings us to our first release from Tuesday. IU released a single called Strawberry Moon. That one just came in at number one and is now... The eighth appearance of IU currently in the top 100 Melon charts. Um, wow. And the top 100 actually includes uh, one of her songs, 
Hold My Hand, which came out in 2011. And it's, it has like this, it sort of has this Roland like uh, resurgence, re- but I am not sure why. Um, but yeah, IU is also always just in the charts. Um, but the song Strawberry Moon is by IU and Lee Jong Hoon, who also wrote Palette or co wrote Palette, BB, Blooming, Can't Love You Anymore, Dear Name, uh, all songs uh, which I included in the IU edition of. Isak Toast. If you go, you can go back and listen to that. Um, but interestingly, uh, that uh, songwriter Lee Jong Hoon also happens to share the name of IU's uh, younger brother, um, and I do not think they are the same people. I am pretty <laughs> sure they're distinct individuals. Um, also released on Tuesday, uh, Nam Uhyun of. Infinite, he released a mini album called With. Title track is called Between Calm and Passion. This is his fourth mini album with six tracks. Um, a lot of new names to me who worked on the album. Um, I'll list some of them off. 12, The Need, Seon, Yi Minyoung, Anthonius, KZ. Um, and then Woohyeon wrote lyrics for three of the songs. And he co-wrote the track, A Song for You, with Kim Jae-jong. And last but not least, Jerry Carrot. So he's, I found one song by Jerry Carrot, and he, he's, he's pretty cool. So I'd like to see more from him. Um, and then on Thursday, we have an album that just seems like it's been in the works for forever. It's finally here. <laughs> Oh no! Sorry, that was it's Wednesday actually. Uh, CL's um, mm-hmm. first full-length album, Alpha, has finally dropped with the title track "Tie a Cherry," and this is being released under CL's record label, Very Cherry. Uh, this album has eleven tracks, including the four pre-release singles: "Spicy," "Lover Like Me," "Hua," and Five Star." Um, one important thing to note is that. Track number three on this album is uh, simply titled Chuck. So, hey, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was surprised to see it. I actually went to check if there were any other K-pop songs called Chuck, and yeah, that actually one brings us. One. And that brings us to Friday's release. Yes. <laughs> which yes. Is, <laughs> Uh, this the, the the song that this group released the song they released that's called Chuck was on their first full length album also called First Love and Letter uh, and it's 17 <laughs> and they they uh, released their mini album uh, Attica um, with the title track Rock With You uh, this is their ninth mini album uh, and as, as usual all the songs are composed by Uzi and uh, Bomzu of the record label, um, but other names on the t- on the album on the title track include uh, Tim Tan, Jordan Witzigreuter, uh, Cameron Walker, and, and those three names that I just mentioned—they were uh, all in a band called Outfit, and they actually just released their debut single, which is called Sunny, and they're from Australia. So <laughs> go check cool. that out. Uh, nice. Tim Tan has been in a lot of K-pop songs already. Uh, including like Espa's iconic, and I think he's on 
this I think he's on an enhypen song also. Um I, lo- I I also love his donuts. <laughs> Tim Tan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Um uh, <laughs> apologies to all you Canadians. <laughs> or at least they would be apologizing to me. Yeah, Somehow. that's true. I don't know. I don't know how why, but they would. Um find a way. Okay. Uh just the last last few names here are uh Annalise Hoveda, Tion T C Mac, and then someone from the Prism Filter group uh named Hey Farmer. Uh so the collab that I wanna see is Jerry Carrot and Hey Farmer. <laughs> so I really hope we'll get to see. That in the near future. I didn't know oh. I wanted it, but now I do. <laughs> and those are the specials of the week. Fantastic. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Without further ado, let's get to our rundown. Brought to you by our other co-leader, Alan Mark. Alan Mark, mm. please tell us who we're going to be covering today, the album we're going to be covering, and why we should pay attention to this group. Yes. Or not. I don't know. Very well. It's up to you. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of fun. We start, we kicked off season one going over a group's first full-length album. And so now we're kicking off season two with another group's first full-length album. So that's fun. And that full-length album is from Enhypen. Let's get into it. Enhypen. Enhypen. So, yeah, so Enhypen. Uh, they are a seven-member boy group formed by B-Lift Lab, which is a joint venture between CJ Entertainment and the HYBE Corporation, which, uh, as we now know, has, has Big Hit, Plitus, all that stuff. So they were formed through the Mnet survival show Island, I-Land, where 23 male B-Lift trainees from either Seoul, uh, U.S., Taiwan, and Japan auditions or t- trainees that were transform, uh, transferred from Big Hit, uh, went to compete. So the show premiered on June 26th, 2020, and ran until September 18th, where seven individuals were chosen to debut. Six were picked via global voting rankings, and the seventh was the producer's choice. Then on November 30th, 2020, the contestants Sung, Jay, Jake, Sunghoon, Sunu, Jungwon, and Nick Ki would officially debut as Enhypen, the name that was announced on Island's finale, deriving from the punctuation mark the hyphen to stand for connection, discovery, and growth, similar to how hyphens connect different words to form new meanings. Yeah. <laughs> so they released the debut EP Border colon day one with the title track given hyphen taken uh, debuting number two in the Gaon album charts. Then they would make their first comeback on April 26th, 2021 uh, with the mini album border colon carnival with its title track drunk hyphen dazed, uh, which would earn them their first music show win on May 4th on, uh, on SBS MTV's The Show. Then on July 6th, they would make their Japanese debut with the single Border, colon, Hakanai, which translates to Forget Me Not, uh, which became the opening theme song for the anime Re-Main, or Re-Main. 
Okay. Uh, as long as it's not me zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. Mark doesn't listen to this. We already know that. <laughs> <laughs> then they were set to come back with their first full-length album at the end of September. But uh, <laughs> unluckily, six of the seven members had tested positive for COVID-19 at the beginning of the month. <laughs> Thankfully, all of them recovered and they were able to um, restart their promotions for the album with a now uh, moved to October release. Then finally, Dimension Colon Dilemma was released on October 12th. Uh, with the title track Tamed Hyphen Dazed, or phew, Tame Hyphen Dashed, Dazed was the previous one. Uh, and that is the album that we're discussing today. Fantastic. I love short bios. That was that only took up half the page. <laughs> Me too. Let's only do let's only do rookies and <laughs> and uh soloists. Like a, a <laughs> like a three. Just, let's just start with tw- like if you started in 2017 and on, we'll yeah. we'll cover you only. <laughs> They have to put like a five album max on the on <laughs> yeah, the We're gonna be <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the who who who's the oldest we've covered so far? I don't remember. Um I mean Boa. Boa. Yeah. It's Boa. Yeah, Boa. Yeah. <laughs> Boa wins. All right. You win Boa. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited. I I had no history with N hyphen. I, I just knew that they were um, a monster rookie group. Everyone loves them. I just never sat down to actually listen to anything. Um, I may have listened to Fever like in passing, but yeah. that's pretty much it. I don't. I have no N hyphen history. Do do any of you guys have any of you guys liked uh, any previous releases? Have it. I hadn't listened. I hadn't listened to any. I just knew that they're a part of HYBE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. All right. That, well, that's all I knew. Well, um, <clears throat> okay. Let me ask then. Uh, what were based on what you've read, impressions you've seen? What What was your uh, assumption going into our release this week? Like, what did you think in hype and what kind of group were they? Like I, I had no idea until I listened to this album. Did you guys have any clue? I had like a slight sense that maybe their music would be a little whimsical or it would have a little whimsical sense because I, I had listened to like bits of their intros from previous uh, mini albums. Mm. But then uh, otherwise, I pretty I expected that they would be pretty much like any other like new boy group these days. Uh, with yeah. like uh very with like rapping a lot of rapping that's what i expected so mm. uh yeah i was interested to see what they would sound like um yeah cool yeah i um i all i know is that they're gen 4 group uh, very new gen 4 group and um with gen 4 they seem to um push the boundaries when it comes to music or at least try to change up the game. Um, that's what I think unique is, or that's what I think Gen 4 is unique for. Um, so I was very, very curious as to what this was going to sound like, especially in Hyphen. So let's start off with track. Let's start off with track number one, because I usually, you know, when we cover these like short intros, they're um, kind of introductory tracks, um, 
kind of tracks that set the tone, or they're actually like full on songs that set the tone for the album. But this one is like a full on intro with some spoken word and some um, some uh, beats going on. Um, so just really quickly, uh, what were like some initial thoughts that you guys had with this first track? Um, anybody? I mean, just shout it. Yeah, off. I liked the way it sped up in the beginning, and then I, it felt like. I was being transported somewhere, and then he's totally with the narration coming on. I, I think it was Jake. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. I, I think I know AT's had something similar before, and it reminded me of that. But I was really curious about the overarching story that they have. Uh, like, it was. It was pretty. It was. It was nice. Um, but then. I think after I listened to the album, then re-listened to the intro, I was like, "Does this doesn't? I don't know if it really fits the whole album, <laughs> it it but it does fit with all of their other intros and like outros." Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. yeah. Did you see the uh, the teaser video that was tied to this? I did not watch it. I it's did just, not watch it. It's just a whole bunch of word art on like backgrounds, like. <laughs> It feels very 90s, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like painted uh, on word art? No, it's like… Uh, it's okay. Well, yeah, you just, just look at you it. You don't have to like describe it. Yeah. Um, but the thing… like I do like the spoken word portion as well. I think it's like a cool tone setter. Even though how much it dictates what the album sounds like. I don't know. Um, the, but the one thing that's sort of like… I can't unhear… Is especially like when that whole beat comes in and then like the synths like come up behind it and stuff. Like I can't help but just hear. I can't shake how much the song reminds me of that one song, Bastille's Pompeii, for some reason. Okay. Oh. Uh, especially like when it leads into the chorus of Pompeii. It was like, and then you close your eyes. And, uh, <laughs> I like when it rises from there, it just. <laughs> Every time that the like that part comes in, all I hear is best is Bastille. I don't know Even why with like the, the the folks each like chanting in the background. Yeah, that that's probably it. But maybe it's in the same key also. But it just like I don't know why I can't unhear it, and that's all I hear. So <laughs> I thought this intro was like super cheesy at first, but then uh, in like my subsequent listens, I was like. It became ironic at that point. It, like I liked it because it was so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel like a spoken word piece because it was just like a random um, regurgitation of words at some point. Um, or it's just like uh, it, it was like trying to be too poetic but coming out like too forced. Um, so then I kind of liked how cheesy that sounded. Uh, I mean, it starts off with this like very silly like for, like group of words where it's just like um like my eyes are closed yeah no way, no way. They're, they're open, open. i just can't see <laughs> i can't see <laughs> when you just say it out like with all the uh like the uh like the drum and bass and like the ethereal mm-hmm. like synths happening in the back it sounds all pretty but then when you just take it away because i wrote it down and then i just said it out loud and i was like this is silly <laughs> but i like it so um, so that yeah, that was my that was my intro 
that was my very first song that I've heard from In Hyphen. And so <laughs> it was it was off to a really weird start. And then um we we jump into the lead single of the uh album. Uh, as Alan Mark mentioned, Tame uh sorry, dash. I wanted to say Tame, tame Dash Dash Dash. <laughs> Dash, dash, dashers. Uh, Dash, dash, dashers. Uh, Tamed hyphen dashed. Um, So Mm -hmm. I guess I'll start really quickly um, and then kind of open it up to everyone. Um, I I really would have loved this song to have come out in the summertime, like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so unfortunate that COVID did the COVID hit the COVID did COVID <laughs> the hit COVID. the six global pick uh, winners and then the the producers pick is oh. that the one that didn't get COVID? <laughs> oh, I don't know actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll look it up later. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, this would have been oh fantastic summer song or end of summer song it just has that vibe so it's just so funny to like listen to it now and then i'm like looking outside and it's like like super dark and overcast and it started it's like, raining it's just, out here yeah yeah it's, oh. yeah it's raining and so i'm just like oh i wish i could have that like jubilant freedom that boyish like uh just energy and everything because that's what this song felt like it was just a lot of fun, um, but I, the juxtaposition was just very weird to me because I was looking out of my window while I was listening to this song, and I was just going like, "That sounds like a better time." I miss those <laughs> days. I miss that time. But yeah, this this I would have like if, I, if we did this in September, I would have easily called this a wonderful summer anthem. Um, Stephen, what did you think about uh, which? Uh, Probably possibly your first or second in hyphen song. What did you think about it? Yeah, uh, I I liked it. I, it seemed like a normal choice for the lead single off this. Um, I I wrote down like a very <laughs> real like kind of. I just wrote down it's a real foot tapper. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like it's. I don't know why that phrase came to mind. It's like such an old timey thing, but it, it's I a mean, the bass is like there the whole yeah just like just pounding so makes sense but i mean there there's some really cool parts about it like where the guitarist strums it's like on an offbeat in and and that that was really cool and like a lot of times when the bass comes in it's also like on an offbeat so i guess there's some like syncopation i guess and yeah that's really i that was a nice thing to hear um but I did like in in the chorus. I didn't think it was like a particularly memorable melody, but it sounded like these they were like on a mission or like there was intention to it. So I liked that feeling about this song. Um, but then I do feel like the song didn't really have a climax to it. It kind of the bridge ended and it went back straight to the chorus and mm. it, I wish there's some some like bigger sound towards the end even though that's pretty common I think it would have made the song even more exciting at the end but overall a, a good song but maybe you wish for a little more um, <laughs> Alamark I saved this comment for you mm. so I hope you mentioned it in your commentary but What's something that you enjoyed 
and something that you did not enjoy from this song. Let's start with oh. something that you, you enjoyed. <laughs> um, I definitely enjoyed the bass. There you because go. Because it was there throughout yeah, the did, entire did, song, pretty much. I did not mention that on yeah. purpose. All right, cool. Yeah, the bass is like really the highlight of this whole song, which was totally. cool. Totally. Um, especially in the chorus after it like calms down a bit in the pre-chorus. Um, and then just as a, yeah, it's just such a cool tone. Uh, but other than that, like I didn't find this song particularly like interesting. <laughs> uh, like the bass is really cool, but especially instrumentally, there's like not much else there. It's really like besides the, the bass, there's like the drums, the vocal, there's like some other things here and there, but I think what sort of ties as well with like Steven's notes about like sort of missing something. I feel like there's a lot of the, like the bass, there's a, a lot of the low, which is really good. And then like there's the vocals, but we're missing a lot of like mid tones mm-hmm. and even some of the high, of higher tones to really add depth to this song. I just feel like, just feels like it's all like low and just like, just down there. So um, yeah, adding more, uh, like some more dynamic, like adding more dynamics with more instruments or just a fuller arrangement, I think, would have like elevated the song a lot more. Um, but not to say like, I mean, the melody is still really good and all that stuff. But yeah, it just like there's not enough there. And it felt very short too, especially like yeah. the second verse particularly. Second was verse very short. was really short. It was very short. Yeah. And I think I'm very <laughs> like, so we've done... A full year of this podcast now. <laughs> so we are very used to second verses where it's like, yeah, the second yeah. verse has like the same as the first verse. And then it goes into a section that's like completely different from the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just got that first part, which is just exactly the same. So I think I was like, oh, I wanted more there too. So um, yeah, that's sort of like something to change the pace to add like a little bit of, uh, um, uh, I don't know. Just to uh, change it up a little bit so that we're not just hearing the same thing. But yeah. Um, I I had no idea this is what I was going to hear first with Enhyphen. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like thinking, okay, they are, they are, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll We'll carry this throughout the entire discussion, but just for now, my, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, they're like a, they're like a rock pop group. Okay, that's what I, that's what I'm gonna carry on for the rest of the album. Um, but it, at the beginning of the song, it kind of tricked me. I thought we were gonna get some sort of like electronic thing going on mm-hmm. um, with the. Uh, it, it sounds like a drop, like the. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like okay. Electronic. Okay, they're gonna go hard, and then it started with the that baseline, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, they're a rock group. They're a rock pop group." Um, uh, to kind of carry on with your liking of the bass, um, mm-hmm. the baseline. Um, I did something that I did enjoy was how it transitioned seamlessly from what I thought was an actual bass to more synthesized bass right. to like make a little like. Mm-hmm crunchier in the chorus i thought that was like a really really nice transition but like you said that's that's the thing you hear throughout the entire song and that's the through line and that that's good um but i i didn't think about it at first but hearing you talk about it and i am now also 
wishing the same thing you as you, Alamar, and you, Stephen, um, that uh, there's something missing to make this really a smash. But, but yeah, that's that's what I think also about this song. Yeah, um, I think especially coming after uh, "Drunk Dazed." Mm. Uh, that's the last single that was before this one. That song was very interesting to listen to. So, okay. uh, yeah, I think I was a bit surprised. Drunk Days is pretty much the only thing I've heard from them beforehand. I was like, oh, this is this song is like, like really interesting. It's with melodic leaves. So, um, yeah, going from that to this, I was like kind of like thrown off. I was like, oh, this didn't really take like as many risks as that one did. So, yeah. All right. Um, are you guys ready to move on to the music video? I don't think I have much to say about the music video, but I feel like it's worth talking about for a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I get. Um, oh wait, I I, can, oh. I have like one quick note back to my of course. yeah yeah <laughs> part of about like uh, how I wish there was something else with this song. I think because with throughout the song, there are like these little pauses, like before the chorus comes in, like. Where the pre-chorus builds up and then there's that really quick pause right before the chorus. I think because they had a couple of those throughout the song, the last chorus, that one should have like popped more. But mm. it sounded the same as the other ones. So it kind of had this… It, it met this plateau and then like it wasn't that high like compared to the rest mm. of the song. So that I think… If they maybe made the vocal like runs in the back louder or like the ad libs louder, maybe that probably would have helped. But yeah, um, it, it, they kind of just faded those out, and it's not mm-hmm. just in this song either. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that's <laughs> that's something we could say for uh, multiple times on this album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Mo- moving on to the music video. I I did not expect the music video. That I, <laughs> I know. That, I, I was like, this is not. I was imagining um, another one of those travel when they're all in the car. Maybe they're like running to somewhere, or like um, I didn't think it was going to be uh, Harry Potter or <laughs> or um, just basically just your generic all boys uh, um, school. I guess like a schoolboy yeah. motif, um, but. That's what we got. And it was, I guess, I don't really, there's no like standout costume because I'm like, okay, they're just wearing uniforms. Yeah. Here's the blue one. Here's the yellow one. Here's the blue and white stripe or the white and blue stripe one. So I'm like, I I, I give this music video a pass because it's not, again, going back to what Alan Mark said, we've been doing this for a year. <laughs> we have seen a lot. I'm pretty sure there's other great and hype in music videos. This was just not the one that I should have started out with at the very beginning, and it was, it was cool. Uh, uh, there was a magic football, I think, from like 1960 or 1950. I feel like, <laughs> other than that, those are the only memorable parts for me. Uh, that was rugby, guys... right? Yeah. Oh, it was sure. a rugby. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry. That's why they had the. the I'm so sorry. The, the, the rugby. The like, yeah. <laughs> now I get it. Now. Yeah, now striped Henleys. <laughs> Yeah. Now I get it. Okay. My bad. So sorry to all you rugby players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys let me go that long saying this football. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. 
Well, it was probably rugby less. sevens because there are seven of them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, get, know your know your rugby variations, Chuck. <laughs> well, I'm actually, sorry. I, I, I don't play uh, rugby. Uh, I was like, do they do those manager. over throw overhand throws in rugby? Oh yeah, I, this I should be the under. Uh-huh. Is it like? Wait, I don't. The, maybe they do, and like, but they were doing a lot of those. In the yeah, they don't do. They don't do that for sure. Maybe in rugby sevens. Oh, maybe in rugby sevens. I only watch. <laughs> I only know what sevens is because there was like a former NFL tr- player who was like, or like a sprinter who was just super fast, and he was like the best American player, like mm. uh, in in those tournaments where America fields an okay team, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could throw it two hands above your head. That's one way to throw rugby. Okay. So that's I only what... know rugby because there's that one rugby player who transitioned to American football and played for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. And then he was only there for like two seasons before he was cut. <laughs> I forget his name. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, other than the, the football slash rugby seventh, um, yeah, I don't really think there there was that cool choreo moment when they were like in the little um I don't know what to call it, but it seemed like a very open space with like wind like window light coming from above. Like, I thought that was really cool. I really love their choreo skills. Like they're very on point, oh, yeah. very sharp. So good. So that to me is a standout from this video. It's just getting that glimpse it's uh they are very good dancing group so yeah uh Uh, i don't i have a note i like that all of a sudden sonu just had pink hair (laughs) in the middle of the (laughs) mb yeah very cool it looks good what what was he like what was going on like oh i I think there's (laughs) one of the outros for their previous mini albums is called like outro wormhole and i think there's a lot of like interdimensional or like time travel stuff happening so that's what i'm assuming oh yeah because they're wearing like all those old timey clothes for a little bit they had the leather ball and then the white ball and like Mm. they lost the white ball in the ocean but then someone got the brown the old (laughs) leather ball somehow and then sonu and the they were all wearing like those, I guess, older style clothes. I that's what I, yeah, I thought that like was newspaper boys. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think there's probably some story that I'm <laughs> missing. Like yeah. that has to do with the whole in hype and I don't know. Are universe. you saying it's like a magical time traveling rugby well, ball? Yeah. I, Ooh. Well, they did throw that white the white ball against the school, and then it like yeah, it didn't Bros. hit like the they, school. There was a yeah. force field, yeah. right? Yeah, they didn't penetrate. Yeah, so something magic, supernatural is happening, um, which oh. which I was very curious about. Yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense if there are different dimensions because, like hyphens, they connect to different things <laughs> to create a new meaning. <laughs> Forget it. Did you just come up with that? Actually, I did. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, but oh, I will say I like the black and red fits. Those are cool. Those are good. Yeah, fits. Yeah, I like the little like uh, leather skirt. Yeah, those are yeah. those are pretty. Cool. Those are so good. Um, yeah. Those are very else? good. Uh, 
there was a scene <laughs> where they were holding like parasols or umbrellas. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how long they were holding them for because did they just walk out of the forest and then they put them up, but then they just also put them down right away? Because <laughs> they were like really basking in that sunlight. And I was wondering, then I was thinking maybe they they traveled through something and like they're not used to sunlight or something. And like they, I, I didn't really know why they were holding those umbrellas <laughs> at that moment and why. Yeah, but- Sunmu was at the front. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. A lot of questions still. A lot of questions. Yeah, because like, why would you have the parasols up in the forest only to take them down? Right. In the sun. So. Yeah. Um, Mary Poppins, y'all. But uh, I guess my favorite part of the video was what it teased. Something called Dark Moon, the Blood Altar. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I, I, I'm really excited for it, though. What was that? <laughs> I, I thought I, that was like a commercial for yeah. the next thing that I was watching. Or I thought it switched to another music video at that point. But yeah, what was that? I think it is another uh, Hypen thing coming. I don't know when, but I think it's just another Hypen. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's really. definitely, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The bl- Sorry, the just looking at it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, the blood what? altar with an hyphen. So, oh. Yeah. So maybe it's a movie. Might be like a little mini movie. Do they do that? Is that popular in K-pop? Like Michael Jackson does? Or they do long movies? I don't know. Well, mm. Espa has their own things out. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe Jesus. All right. Well. A very unique music video, to say the least. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch the other ones <laughs> to get a better yeah. sense of been hyping. Um, Drunk Days is fun. That's a fun one, actually. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. I will check that out after we record. Uh, all right. Let's move on to track number three, um, entitled Upper Side Dreamin'. So, um, I... I will just say right now, this is not my favorite song, despite people out there, people, the audience, my co-leaders thinking it is. But it is my second favorite song. Um, And yeah, (laughs) you're like, what is the first one? It's Tame Dashed. Uh, Okay, Upper Side Dreamin'. It's intro wide out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, honestly, the intro and the interlude are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I love the Actually, interlude. Yeah, yeah so I, that's why I really wanted to talk about the intro because I really wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Al, Mark, if you could start our um, sure. conversation on the Upper West Side Dreaming. Upper yeah. West Side Story Dreaming. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. so I think upon hearing this, especially multiple times, I wish actually wish this one was the lead single. I think would have fit, mm-hmm. and it has the same summery vibe, but I think it's more. It's sort of it's like the nighttime. Yeah, me. yeah, a bit like summer nighttime, but it. I feel like it does a better job just filling in with like really fun noises, uh, like mm-hmm. good instrumentation uh, arrangements. Um, it's really catchy too, and I really liked it. Uh, I also like how. I feel like they're introducing more harmonies in this song too, which I don't believe we got a lot of in Tame Dashed. Uh, so it's nice seeing how like how their voices actually like 
melt together or blends well together. So that was really cool, especially the the chorus part where they're um, uh, where they keep repeating the the mid the Midsummer Night's Dream portion. So that was cool. Um, my only question about this song is, which upper side are they talking about? Where are they dreaming for? <laughs> upper side of what? I want to know. Uh, upper I, side, I don't upper think west side? It's, I don't think it's either <laughs> it's of those either, two. It's not this either. Is, this song is too cool for both of those <laughs> neighborhoods. <laughs> this doesn't sound like old. The upper west, east and west side are more like the Tame Dash video. <laughs> <laughs> Then they, would they be talking about Lower East Side? I, yeah, know. that's far more like Lower East yeah. Side. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Lower Side dreaming. <laughs> Lower East, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I echo everything you said, Alan Mark. Um, and that's all. That's all, all I'm gonna say. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I specifically wanted to point out there was like, um. There was a there was a kind of like a backing instrument that sounded like um uh not a not a I guess a vocoder. Is that what it is? The the one where you put the pipe in your mouth and then you play the piano mm-hmm. like in a lot of funk songs. Oh yeah. I forget what it, I forget what that's called. Is it talk a vocoder? Box? Is that the talk, talk box? Talk yeah, box, yeah, yeah. Talk box. Okay. So like the they had like a talk box without the talking um going like um, a lot of like the, like the pitch, pitch up and down kind of synth kind of movements, and I, I thought that was a very great funk staple to just add on to this song. It just added many more layers to this, and um, lest we forget the most important part of this song, the record scratching that Stephen can probably uh, demonstrate later. <laughs> um, but no. got it. <laughs> Love a good <laughs> record scratch that doesn't need to be there, but it's there and it somehow makes it better. So like, I just love it. Just like a le- nice little punctuation point to each uh, portion or <laughs> measure of the song. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a really fun, funky, like warped bass kind of sound. I forget where. I think it's either the chorus. I forget where, but those were just some standout portions of the song. Um, but yes, I agree. This is a really great song and it should be my favorite but it's not and I will tell you why later when I talked about what my favorite song really is. Um, Steven, what did you think about this song? Uh, this song this song was my favorite from this album Ooh, actually. Yeah. Very good. Um, I really liked the groove. It was like some like primary songs. Also really oh, reminded no. me of uh, Fever by Brave Girls, which was released Ooh. appropriately in the summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it feels like a night out, maybe in the Lower East Side. Um, I, there was I, a lot of cool like percussion happening. I, I also really love the harmonies that they had throughout. Uh, I guess one thing I wanted that really stuck out to me was... I don't know who was singing it, but in the second chorus where specifically the word clearly, I think whoever sang that, it's it was ever so slightly different from the way they sing it every other time, but it was so good to me. And um, on Color Coded Lyrics, 
Yeah, I I, uh, I saw different things on Color Code okay. lyrics. It said Jay. On Genius, uh-huh. I think it said Heatsome. And then on the videos, like I watched two different like color coded <laughs> videos. No, none of them agreed with each other. So I don't know oh, who's singing boy. this. Oh, and I'm no. not that familiar yet with their voices. But whoever uh-huh. it was, they were great. Um yeah, so this was a, a really fun song. I also liked how uh, in the bridge, it's just like they just have the same drums as the chorus. And I thought here it worked where it just goes straight back into the chorus versus like, I don't know, needing any additional build up or anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it just keeps a good energy throughout. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, my favorite song. And I guess my favorite and hype and song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, Mark, is this your favorite and hype and song? Uh, it's up there, but I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. We, I think I hope we um, might have we might have a a very divisive album. Once well, again. <laughs> unless Chuck and I, you have the same one. Like we have the same oh, ones. I hope not. I don't think so. Know. I think I know what your favorite song is going to be. I it's don't know. Be a wild card pick. It's going to be a wild card pick. We'll I know this. Okay. I know. Actually, don't know what your song is going to be if this one was in it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, see. we'll find out. It's the interlude. Okay. All right. So uh, we've gone through three songs. Um, like I said in the second song, a little rocky, a little poppy. This one is funky. So right now, my impression of Enhypen is I have no impression because it's just all over the place. It just seems to um, just bounce around all sorts of genres, which is so, which, uh, which, for me, I don't really care what the songs sound like anymore. I just love the fact that this album is going to so many different places. And like I'm I'm what I'm interluding what I'm alluding to is that there are way other tracks in this album that have like like wrecked or wrinkled my brain because it's just uh so far out there as far as like genre well genres that I'm used to hearing with K-pop. So I'm really excited to talk about the rest of the tracks and that'll give you a sense as to why this song is not my favorite track because i think it was the the shock factor um Mm -hmm. really got caught me and like left a lasting impression and it made that song um my favorite track um but uh, who knows i could just pick a very cliche chuck song who knows it can go either way anyway um we only have a little bit left to talk about before we hit our break. So let's talk about track number four just a little bit. Mm, let's talk um, about it just a little bit then. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, running, we're running a little, uh, a little uh, late on time. No, kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, this one, um, I'll just start off by saying, what, what genre do you think this is, guys? Like, a, it's a very acoustic-y, which can be its own yeah. genre. But, like, I couldn't really pinpoint it. I was going to say, like, pop R&B. But then yeah. if I had to choose something more specific, it's, like, Jesse McCartney. Yeah, yeah. I that Whatever that genre is. The Ryan… <laughs> yeah. um, Cabrera? Oh, what's his name? Ryan Cabrera. Very blonde oh, yeah. guitar singer-songwriter. Like, whatever that genre is, mm. is that. It did come off a little Spanish to me, mm-hmm. but only because I wasn't hearing English, I think. So it was just like another language. It's just a beautiful sounding language that I'm not used to. 
and um but but yeah that is that's a good way to describe this um, so <laughs> steven um i hate to pigeonhole you i hate to typecast <laughs> you but you're a resident guitar expert so <laughs> so i would love for you to start our conversation. I, you know i almost when I was listening to this, I wanted to text you guys to say, this is just a little bit is not my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say, don't. Just, don't worry. Just, we, yeah. we've, we've heard your opinions for at least a year. So we know yeah. what kind of guitar okay. song. Yeah. But, like. We knew that you would not like this. <laughs> I mean, the guitar on this, I, it, was, it was really nice. I thought it had a kind of a throwback guitar sound for like acoustic R&B songs mm. um but other than that uh i i i that was the guitar wasn't the standout part to me um it was more like i guess vocally and uh, melodically i really liked the the chorus um and i think i think here he sung i'm pretty confident uh that he sung his vocals were the ones that stood out to me i feel like He's, I think he's the one who sings the just a little bit in the chorus or yeah. to start off the chorus. So I think his voice is really made for these types of songs. And uh, he he's in the front running for my, I guess, my hyphen bias. Mm. Yeah. Like very young people. But uh, uh, yeah, and I think the bridge is really good on this with really nice instruments, uh, whatever they switched out to that were kind of playing these uh, chord arpeggios um and then yeah i I again wish the the notes the longer held notes were louder and we could really hear them in after that bridge so for me since you're talking about since you're talking about instruments um something that i caught that was really interesting to me were the Probably synthesized hi hats. Um, they're they're very they're tucked in the very back, uh, at least for my headphones. But what I liked about them is that they didn't make the song sound too trappy. It it almost became acoustic in a sense because mm-hmm. I I know they were hi hats, but there were some portions where they were hitting like I don't know. 128th notes I think it was just so fast but it almost made it sound like you know like a little like maraca at that mm. at, at that point and so like the 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 way the hi hats were just all over the place they gave it like a very analog feel to it so like I thought that was like really neat just something I picked up mm. um and then another thing uh that I loved were um, in the um, in the chorus, the the just a little bit, just a little bit, like that part at the very back again. Um, you hear you hear like these kind of like twinkle xylophone yes. sounds, and like those are just so good. They're just like the little like like dew droplets of like sound just every now and then. It's just like really. Were you gonna say that, Alan Mark? I apologize. No, 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 no. You're good. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't have a lot of instrumentation. My fi- so my my final note is the bridge. Love, love, love that are are arpeggiating. Is that a, is that how I can say it? Yes. Arpeggiating mm-hmm. piano. Yes. Um, because it reminded me of the dungeon theme of Zelda, and I don't know Alan Mark or Stephen if you uh, 
Oh, if you remember yes. what that sounds like. But I will um, play it for you while <laughs> we are um, talking. But here you go. So anyway, so it, just the fact that it like does this like like slowly ascending and then descending tone to it. Um, I just really liked it. I, that was the very first thing I caught with the uh, with um. If you can hear it in the background right now. And, and I just thought it was just really, really pretty. It turned um, like this love song into more of like a melancholy love song. And um, yeah, again, with the bridges. So um, yeah. Alan Mark, mm-hmm. I hope I didn't take too much from you. But no, you're what good. What did you think? Not at all. What did um, you think about this song? Yeah, so it wasn't, I think until probably last night when I was listening to this album like a bunch of times in a row that I realized that this song is actually probably my favorite song on the album, surprisingly. What? Yeah. What? Um, yeah, I wasn't Whoa. expecting it because it's like not as much my vibe as like other songs in this album are. Mm-hmm. But I think what I appreciated a lot was definitely the vocal arrangement on it. I think they did a really good job fitting in harmonies where they could uh, and sprinkling it here and there all around everywhere. I thought that was really pretty and Beautiful. was really uh, like just showing off more of their vocal ability. Uh, it was, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the songs is really pleasant to listen to. I love that melody and the chorus of the that you mentioned, the just a little bit part, how it rises and then um, sort of the quickly and then go, leads to the... To, Da, 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 whatever that line is after that, I thought that was really good too. And it flows really nicely. I love the way that uh, everything sort of works well together from verse to chorus to verse to chorus. And then that bridge you mentioned sounds awesome. Uh, I love just the modulations and the seventh chords that they add in there here and there adds that little like nice, like interesting taste to it where mm-hmm. it's not like just a simple acoustic sounding song that, um, like you could have heard Gay Bondock sing or something. So uh yeah, I thought it was <laughs> Shadow Gabe. Um Shadow Gabe. Um but yeah, but overall, like yeah, every time I came back to this song, I was like, Oh, I like the song more than I initially did when I first listened to it when I was driving around LA over the weekend. So <laughs> oh. uh yeah. So yeah, that's how I came to the conclusion that uh this one's probably my favorite song on the album. I love it. All right. Well, that's a good way to end part one of our discussion. Um, well, stay tuned. Uh, go go ahead. Go to the P side if you need to. Uh, we're going to take a very short break. And when we come back, we'll, we will be back with part two of our discussion of Dimension Dilemma. So stick around. We'll see you real soon. All right, welcome back to the B side. As you already know from a year, from a year of playing this, a year of doing these recordings, when we come back from break, we like to play a game, and this week's game is brought to you by me. So it's season two, game number one. We are excited to keep this foolish tradition going. So, guys, are you ready to play my game? Oh, I am excited that. Sure. record we're all tied again <laughs> oh yes that's right the count has reset to zero 
Alamark has won season one. <laughs> it is anybody's game, especially Chuck, since he has uh, attained more K-pop knowledge. And so I don't even want to think about that Chuck from a year ago who had so much catching up to do. But I'm here. <laughs> caught up, I'm though. back. I'm caught up. I got double digits. I'm still a competitor. All right. Uh, let's. I but I'm not going to win. I'm still going to be zero after with week number one of season two. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I'll just enjoy it enjoy it while it lasts i guess guys okay here we go so the group we covered we are covering this week is in hypen and the name of their album is called dilemma so you you guys have a dilemma guys you guys are gonna have to play my game and figure out how to win it so what oh game are we gonna play well we are going to play what you can we- read this right no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I can read and hype it. You, you, you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's like the album cover. It's like the album cover. Yeah, we are going to be playing genre hyphen. What is that? You ask. Well, I did not ask, but I would like to know. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you asked mentally. Or wow. I heard you hear. Oh, yeah. For each round, I will play you two songs back to back. Please tell me the genre of each song and answer using a hyphen in the middle. For example, Hmm. rock, funk. Okay? Okay. Each genre will only appear twice. (laughs) No two genres will be the same for a round. So your five genres you're going to be choosing from are synth pop, Uh, rap, new disco, future house, and city pop. Unfortunately, I do Jesus not have Christ. an example of what each of those sound like, but hopefully we'll you will you'll figure it out as you hear it. And I will not play the song more than once <laughs> to make it fair because if you hear it the second time, you'll probably catch it. So, okay. So, um please tell I will play the first song twice for volume wise so that, that we give you that you'll get that that hopefully that'll be in a gimme but there's only going to be five questions i'm hoping um none of you or i hope you both don't tie because i don't have a tiebreaker but i think i can figure out a tiebreaker if we have to come to that all right are you guys ready maybe yeah we'll find out (laughs) okay good luck guys good luck all right Again, your genres are here at the top. I will play each of them. Steven, you put it like at three, I usually four, do in halfway. Like, yeah, halfway. halfway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hopefully this works. All right. Round number one. Okay. Okay. Volume good? Yeah. Volume. Uh, Game yeah. understood? I all right. So. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I got um oh, All right. All right. I I oh. I promise these are okay. not subjective because I looked up what the genre should be for each of these songs. Okay. Unless those opinions were 
also subjective. <laughs> so, so they, these are pretty objective. So, all right, round number two. Okay. Okay. Oh God, this is bad. I will also give you a point per genre. Okay. So you could yeah. you get one right and the other wrong. All right. Number three. Here we go. Jesus. Oh boy. Oh no. Okay, okay. That's fine. Okay. That's All probably right. my favorite CLC song though. Please play the Yuki cut. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? I don't know. Okay. All right, here we go. Round number four. Okay. Okay. And the last one. Oh, nothing's showing, showing up more than twice. Okay. And the order should be the songs, the, in, the same as this. Yes, yeah, yeah. The so the first song is the first genre, and the second song is the second genre. Cool. Okay, here we go. Round number five. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I already Oh I messed up. One. I already used, I already used that one twice. Uh, it got it gets harder at the end because it's it's what? the genres kind of blend, but again I confirmed. What else? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Maybe that one? Okay, I'll have to replace Wait, that which one. Right one? Now. <laughs> no way oh man i oh what <laughs> what it, but that one oh, but that didn't that one what was that one <laughs> <laughs> it's really good minute of audio right there <laughs> yes i'm keeping it clip uh, that uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what we thought of and i did <laughs> What'd you think about the next song? Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, God, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I guess I'll have to keep these answers. I don't I think I have to stick with this. I don't think I could change it now. I know. So. Okay. All right. If you could send me your <clears throat> answers. All right, guys. We have a winner. So no tiebreaker needed. Oh, I know which ones now. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Let us move on to the answer portion. 
Okay. So round number one was <laughs> FX is all night and overflows bonbon chocolat, which is a new disco trap. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you say hold on? Did you wait? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh no. Wait, you said overflow? Uh, did I accidentally wait? Did I write you said you said, you said overflow? You said overflow. So, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I may have I, I have written that incorrectly. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Overflow. Everlasting. Sorry, all. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Over poor My, over. Let's I, go. I compl- I, <laughs> Okay, okay, sorry. Everglow <laughs> is what I meant to say. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um wait, what happened to the my sherry? Oh wait, I, I closed it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this is off to a great start. We're okay. in mid-season four. <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay, okay. Um, All right, next one. Luna's Butterfly, which is a feature house track and Dreamcatchers. Um, what's it? What it is? What did I write? Which a star is that? How, did I write it correctly? Is <laughs> a synth pop track. Okay. So right now, Alamark has one right, and Steven has four right. <laughs> I switched those two. Oh, no. I know. I know. <laughs> Alan Mark put, instead of Future House Synth Pop, he put Synth Pop Future House. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't I know how to differentiate any of these. Switching these. Uh. <clears throat> All right. Great start. Round number three. <laughs> DLC's me and NCT 127's replay, which is a trap teacher house. And you both got that okay. both correct. Oh God. So. Okay. All right. Now it comes to the tricky part oh, where a lot of the yeah, genres are now. blending. All right. Next is Red Velvet's Ladies' Night. Oh, oh. And Ides Caffeine. So oh my god. That is change. that is a city pop synth pop. Wow. So you both got one oh. right. Steven, you got the city pop right. Alan Mark, you got the synth pop right. So one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So Jesus. <laughs> so Stephen got the first three rounds perfect. <laughs> All right. And just for just for posterity, let's go with the final round.
All right. So the first song was Iris's Love Game, and the second song was EXO's Lucky One, which are each a city pop and a new uh, disco track. So, Alamark, you got both of those right. I was very confident with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, Stephen, you only got the city pop, which goes to show that you are our resident city pop master. Uh, like, like, undoubtedly, you are the city pop Um expertise i mean i'm Expert. just playing games you know that's <laughs> plastic love i guess but... yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um well to uh let's see one two three four five six. six points to uh alan marks six points to steven's eight points means that steven you are officially oh, man. our season yes. two game one winner Congratulations. You I didn't off. switch those two. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. Top yeah. But congratulations, uh, Steven. Thank you. Yeah. If you, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. We would have had a tie, but I'm, I'm glad you didn't switch those two because <laughs> I did not have a tiebreaker. Yeah. My tiebreaker would have been um, how many views did Fever have? <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw it back. Anyway, thank you guys so much for playing this game. Um, that was a lot of fun. All right, let's finish this album, guys. Um, as you can see, the the design, the logo, was what took me the longest <laughs> yeah. for this game. I was working. I was so happy that you were late to the recording, Elmer, because I was able to. Oh, you're still. Oh, that's where you were. <laughs> I was still. I was still finishing up that uh, that design. Mm-hmm. And again, I, we'll uh, we'll put it up on Twitter so you can see all the all the fun stuff that we create for these games. Okay. Let's move on to side B of the album. Mm-hmm. So track number five is entitled Go Big or Go Home. And guys, this was my favorite wow. song. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This was my favorite song. Uh, Upper Side Dreamin' was my second favorite song. Mm-hmm. I was going back and forth. But I think… I don't know. I was in this like British early 2000s kind of mindset, I guess. Because this is, this is what this song reminds me of. Um, actually, since it's my favorite song, I'll go last. So that okay. way you guys have a chance to talk about it. So Steven, can you kick us off sure. for our discussion of side B? What is what does this song mean to you? Did you go big or did you go home? <laughs> I I went big on this one. <laughs> I really like this song. It's it's very good. I mean, when you look at the credits, you'll see a lot of names, but I think the one that really put their stamp on it is it's London Noise. So I think yep. like mm-hmm. no tr- no that's doubt. just like their sound. If you had to ask me to name someone who might have like produced this, they're the only people I could be able to come up with. Because I don't even even know any other dance like music makers. But uh, yeah, this it's just like really an uncomplicated like dance song, and I really like that about this. Uh, it did remind me a bit of uh, "Na Na Na" by I In Fact, that which I only heard recently, as well as. That one song, uh, Days Go By by Dirty Vegas. <laughs> that was in like Great a song. car yeah. commercial from like yes. 2000. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it has like this timeless dance sound. Um, I really liked the chorus, melody. The, the keys playing throughout that were really cool too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like how, yeah, it's kind of simple it was in terms of, the structure it had an instrumental break but 
it didn't really have a bridge like with with lyrics in it. So it, it was just a fun, energetic dance tune, and yeah, really, really good. It it was a it it reminded me of a lot of songs too. Um, the one song that I couldn't not mention was Robin S's "Show Me Love." I don't know if you guys remember that how mm. that goes, but if I sing it, you'll know it. It's the song that goes. Yes. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly. Oh. I think that's the song. And I was, I was like, oh, that's too. it. That's yeah. that's what a, this song is reminding me of. And I love "Show Me Love." Yeah. Um, and I love this song too. It just it like Steven said brought you back to a certain time, and um, I will still keep dancing to these types of songs. And it's it's very, as Steven was saying, very, uh, like, very. I like identifiably British. It's like it's I don't know. It's just the sound that comes from that um, from from Europe, and it's it's a very very fun fun dance uh, beat. And the medley or melody was really cool. Um, I was really latching on to a lot of the the English lines, um, like the I forget who sang it, um, uh, but whoever was saying I I need a diamond ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I just love that line. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, whoever is saying "I'm feeling lucky," like that, those kind of lines. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's that's all I really want to say. It's just I don't know why it was my favorite, but it is. Actually, I know why. It's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. It's you just, just explained it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay, Alamark, did yeah. you enjoy this song as well? I did. Yeah, I really like the song. Actually, uh, another shout out for another songwriter that was on this, Adrian McKinnon. Was one of the hey. writers, and I always, I think, I generally really like when Adrian McKinnon does stuff in K-pop. So, um, yeah, I was really excited to see his name on this. But uh, yeah, I think definitely everything y'all said with the like the dance house beat feels the felt very nineties to me. I think I couldn't figure out what the song was called, but Chuck, you definitely nailed it with "Show Me Love." That was exactly what I was thinking of uh, when I heard this beat at first, um, especially when like. They add in the piano in the pre-chorus. I love it when they juxtapose with like a the piano sound with the uh, with the with that synth bass because uh, it feels like a nice like push and pull between analog and digital, which I always think is really cool. Um, but I think this was gonna be my favorite song, but the only thing that held it back I don't know if it's the only thing, but it definitely held back was. Um, this is my favorite song upon the early listens, but I didn't know that this song was called Go Big or Go Home. And when I found out that it was called Go Big or Go Home, I feel like this song didn't really feel massive enough for it to have a title mm. like this. Like, I feel like if you're going to call it Go Big or Go Home, then you need to go like big, big uh, or else you're going home. Like, there is like a lot of energy throughout the song, but it's so like consistent like I didn't really feel like there's a a build up much, especially with like the chorus. The chorus kind of like actually takes it down a level. Uh, so yeah, I didn't really feel that big punch of like, oh man, they just went big. So, um, but I mean, regardless, I really enjoy this song. Still listening to it, so um, I do really like it. Do I have anything else? Uh, no, I have I one really random note at, for the end. <laughs> do it. Um, it's because like at the end of the song, there's like sort of a little build up, right? Uh, unless I'm misremembering, but um, yeah, but it's like there's like a like a synth or like a sh- sounding like synth mm. that builds up. 
Every time I hear that, I feel like it's going to go right into the opening theme song for Ask Me About K-Pop. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm like, oh, are we going about to listen to to them talk right now? Like, um, like, are we? Yeah. So I don't know why. That was another like random thing that just like I couldn't unhear the moment I heard it. And then it's like, like every time I think it's going to get into that, but it doesn't. All right. Um, Stephen, do you have anything else before we move on? Um, There's one thing. Another uh, person who co-wrote this is Alida. And she seems to be a very popular like dance music producer as well. She has... Mm. Tens of millions of plays on Spotify, so that she probably had a lot to do with the sound as well. So, but yeah, that's all. Nice. <clears throat> all right, let's move on, guys, to these final three tracks. Technically, two tracks with an interlude at the end, but this is where it gets weird for me, guys, but in a good way. So, track number six is entitled "Blockbuster." It features Yeonjun. Um, and I don't know how to describe this song, guys. I wrote drum and bass. Do you guys mm-hmm. think about that? There was oh, like no. a lot Absolutely. of yeah, it's very drum and bass. There's this really distorted electric guitar that's pronounced in this song. But um, Alamar, please make sense of the song to me. Like, what I don't know what if I can. I to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can. Uh, yeah, but with the song, it's sort of. I feel like this probably would have fit better on like TXT's album, mm. like their recent yeah. albums when they really yeah. pivoted to like a more rock, like heavier sound. Uh, especially, I mean, they got Yeonjun on this, so it's like, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, other I, than that, <laughs> I like there are moments like I really like the drum and bass part. Actually, like in the verse, I love that high energy. Yeah. Uh, percussion uh, that happens there. I've in the past, I've always referred to it as a Powerpuff Girls <laughs> drum beat. Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, since you drum and bass, and I really, I do really like that. Uh, I think the only thing, the thing that sort of pulls me away from it, is that uh, the song slow. It feels like it slows down so much. It goes because it goes into halftime in the chorus, and I feel like that sort of ruins the pacing of pretty much the entire song. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's really like my note. And then it, when it goes back to the drum bass part, I really like it again. But yeah, the chorus is like it makes it feel really disjointed. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I I I try to keep an open mind, but I just did not enjoy this song. I guess I'm so sorry for any drum and bass fans listening to this right now. <laughs> like with. Primary, we only have drum and bass heads, um, but yeah, I I appreciate the effort to 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 really go far out there and like try to capitalize on all sorts of genres. Um, but this one isn't really latching to me. Um, it's a good like like um, it's a good like departure from what I'm used to listening to, which is which is always appreciated, but. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, ha- I'm finding it very hard to really point out things that I like about the song. So, uh, Stephen, uh, 
do you have any like saving grace? Um, are you, is there anything about this that you would love to point out or are you kind of uh, not feeling like uh, we are? Um, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm not feeling it. I, I, I don't really like it either. It, it's just okay for me. Um, but I, I thought that it was very like intense to start off. I mean, it had that kind of thrash riff that yeah. you hear through a lot mm-hmm. of it. And that actually reminded me a lot of um, whatever Dark Moon the Blood Altar is. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <Maybe laughs> that's what right. it made me think of. So <laughs> that this would be good for whatever that thing is. Um, uh, but this song also had like the only rap on the album as far mm. as I could tell. So... <clears throat> Well, I, I usually can tell, but um, like uh, I think they, yeah, I, and that's why I started to recognize like, oh, like, and Hypen doesn't really rap that much, but they they brought in Yeonjun for his like intensity and and adding to the mood for this, which I I thought was good. Um, I don't know, there were some things that were a bit odd, like the the Are You Ready, where it. Dropped. I thought that was misplaced. Like there, I think there were more obvious places to put it, like after the bridge or something, like just before a chorus. Uh, but it, mm-hmm. it seemed to be coming at a weird time. Um, I think. I think though, what what I'll say uh, is that I found the drums in the chorus to be. I, I like them. Um, mm. I. Be, I think because the pre-chorus they didn't have any drums, it was fine for it to like. Uh, be it, like in halftime, and then I I preferred the beat in the chorus to actually most of the rest of the song, mm. um, and I thought the like the power chords just chugging in the chorus were, were cool too. Um, but I I don't think I'll really like listen to this, or I don't really have a reason to come back to this song. I think, mm. uh, yeah, it. it it's just like an interesting song on this album, though. Like, oh, like it's kind of a one-off sound almost. Yeah, um, but pretty, pretty interesting at least. <clears throat> That's what I, I I do appreciate about this album. It's just they're really going hard on the genres. Like, there's no one genre to like label this album. Maybe that's the true dilemma they were having. <laughs> um, oh uh, wait. Oh, there yes. were some pick slides, which I Ooh. always like to hear. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Slides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's move on to track number seven, guys. Attention, comma, please, exclamation point. Uh, for a song that, if if I'm going to take an example from what Alan Mark was saying about Go Big or Go Home. The attention, please, uh, really got my. Th- this song got my attention because, again, it was just so unexpected. Um, I already went to you, Stephen, for the acoustic just a <laughs> little bit, so I will. I will start a conversation for this song. Um, I loved how um, grungy it felt. It just felt like it, I don't know. It's just like a Nirvana, a Korean Nirvana song. Um, it was just so weird um, to hear this 
this track. And um, yeah, I, it just if if Go Big or Go Home brought me back to the early two thousands, this brought me back to like the late nineties. Um, but also at the same time, it brought me to a very like the early J Rock days where mm. um, it's just Ooh. very simple instrument instrumentation and um a very like uh distorted vocals um yeah. uh, thinking like or, asian know, kung fu generation or yes yeah yeah insert anything yeah it, this one very much is a uh, asian kung fu generation to me yeah um, if um yeah that is very good i i didn't want to have to like go with them because that's all i can think of right now but yes that's but correct. that's the one it is, yeah it's the one, yeah. It's a Naruto intro, uh, Full Metal Alchemist intro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Let me try to pull one from. Uh, I'll I'll find one later. We get back to <laughs> okay, me okay. later. Okay. I had a compilation um, album. <laughs> but it kind of makes me wish that this group was also performing those instruments because I would I don't know. It just seems so cool to just have this song in your pocket for some reason. Like I, it's gonna only cater to like a very specific subsect of K-pop fans. Um, but it is, it, it, I, I love this song, I'd like to say the least. It's just, uh, yeah, just its overall package was just, even down to the chorus, it's like a very typical, like, na, 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 like kind of sound mm-hmm. to it. And so it's just very cool. I wonder, I wonder who, do you guys have any notes on who wrote this song or who produced oh, it for I'll, them? I'll have the tab open Check. still, actually. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll fill in. I the got air it. While we're uh, uh, okay. J- January eighth, Alexander Carlson, France. Okay, well the producers are France and Wonder Kid, and then there's okay. a uh, there's a bunch of other yeah. people tied to it as well. Okay, Jisco Yunju, Max Linadok, Stephen Lee. A lot of people. There's a lot of people on this one. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild side B ride, to say the least, and it's just it's just a weird fun way to end. Uh, the main chunk of songs. Um, okay. Alan Mark, uh, what what do you have to say about Attention, Please? I don't have a lot, honestly. Uh, there's, uh, like, I don't know. I think every time I got to this song, I didn't really feel, it didn't make me feel too much. If there's anything mm-hmm. that, like, it reminded me a bit, like, vibe-wise on the guitar of, like, CIX is Young when we covered that oh. uh, mini album. Uh, the little, like, uh, cowboyish song that we listened to way back, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just gave me that vibe, and that's really all I could hear. Uh, and yeah, it's just like a very playful, like youthful song uh, with like a distorted guitar. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really don't have a lot to say about this song. <laughs> I'm gonna still try to figure out what that Japanese band I was thinking of is. All right. Steven, this is your wheelhouse. Uh, it's, this it is, is. You know this uh, music the most out of I guess, all of us. Oh boy. Um, what is your opinion? And do you have any other bands you can relate us to? I, I was saying like some forty one, their core, <laughs> like their their guitar at least. Um, yeah. I think this song's guitar is the tone is noted notably better than. Uh, the CIX song. Like, I think <laughs> we both commented it sounds like a tiny, like, mini amp. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we were talking about it. <laughs> yeah, like one of the, yeah, the ones you can put on your belt. Um, <laughs> for me, I mean, this is another, like, really energetic song. The best part of the song for me was the post-chorus section where they bring in this, like, synth 
lead, mm-hmm. and then it has it has this really cool melody. So I really like that part. Um, otherwise, it was okay. It, it, that part kind of changed how I felt about the song. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have really liked it so much. But that that part kept me in it. Um, I, I think I, I said uh, Tame Dash was like a, a real foot tapper. I think Attention Please is more of a, a headbanger, at least. Hey. Mm. Um, yeah, and I like the title. There's an exclamation in there. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to have to classify songs as foot tappers, headbangers, finger snappers. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Um, hand clappers? I don't know. Hand clappers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's that's all I really have to say. Uh, I'll let you um, figure out the Asian. Uh, sorry, the, <laughs> the the Japanese rock um, group or I don't. K-rock I can't find group. the the specific one I'm thinking about. I think they had a song called Ganbate, but I can't find that one. Mm. Um, but other bands that I could think of are Road of Major. Um, one seven five R was more like Sky. Uh, I guess uh, Ten Feet was another one I think that I listened to. Uh, that I, that I've heard. Uh, You're like tapping into like high school Alamark, aren't you? Absolutely. Even like middle, like <laughs> junior high, me. So yeah, Shagalabits a little bit, but not really Shagalabits. Yeah, that's all. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Also, I'm imagining like because how much of K-pop is like recorded uh, in the way that we're used to seeing artists, like you know. Um, they're all like in the studio or you know they're all hanging out i feel like it's very like uh it's like a it's not like there's like seven microphones at the same time right mm-hmm. they all take turns recording their parts yeah. so like i feel like I, i'm just curious to how this like if there's like behind the scenes or this music like uh the recording of this song it's just mm. like all right uh you're gonna go in now um you're gonna do your verse and just think of like a grungy rock song and then here we go. Like so they're just in the room by themselves. Like I feel like there's like an energy that happens when you see the instruments playing at the same time. I don't know. It just <laughs> I feel like it's um it it would be awkward for me if I was asked to record a grunge track and I don't all I hear is like the music in my ear. Mm. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. And now we get to the song that I was most looking forward to talking wow. about. Nice. So the final track. It's the interlude of this album where we ask a question, I guess. So it's track number eight, interlude, colon, question. Um, Steven, I would love for you to start our conversation for this song. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really I really like this uh, interlude. Um, I like it sounded like a ninth wonder beat um, <laughs> yes with, like you. with all the samples or specifically like string samples and then it moves on into like more like dnv stuff which was really it was like they gave this back to london noise to do something with and then <laughs> they did that part and then gave it back and but uh, again uh, it's the same as like their other uh ending songs where there's some narration that I don't fully understand, but it it does make sense with their overall story, I think. Um, ultimately, though, because it's an interlude and not an outro, it does 
leave us uh, expecting something new. Uh, hopefully it is uh, Dark Moon, The Blood Altar, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for yeah. this thing now because of you. And, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, since it's an interlude, uh, is the next the next release is that going to end with an outro or is it are they going to have like interlude two and then it's going to keep going but uh, I'm curious about where this part ends like this is this album's dimension and then the mini albums were border so it, I think I'm wondering what, what this is leading to and that's just mm. what uh, this whole thing's making me uh, feel like it's I'm looking up some dark or uh, <laughs> dark moon blood altar stuff, and like, apparently, in hypen has a dark side to them. So mm. I don't know. Um, or they have like the the creepy vampire side to them. Oh, so okay. Um, we're gonna have to come back and revisit some past in hypen songs or EPs. Um. Anyway. Um. You couldn't have said it any better, Stephen. Um, I was trying to figure out the record producer, but I couldn't figure it out. I was going to be like, uh, Zion T. Or Zion I. Zion, <laughs> Zion T. Zion T. Zion T. <laughs> I'm just getting all my groups. Uh, both of them together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mers. Like, who is that producer? <laughs> you said Ninth Wonder. It's like, that's, that's, yeah. yes, that's, that's, that's the one. That's perfect. That's, that's the one. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. I just found myself really liking uh, D&B after listening to this album. And um, I usually don't because it's just too fast for oh, me. Or it yeah. just reminds me of like um, Beat Mania or like any of those like uh, Dance Dance Revolution or something like that. Um, but yeah, I after listening to the whole album, I have no idea what to make of Enhypen. I thought I would get a better sense. But it just it took me on like a wild ride. So with this with this track, I I thought it was just a nice, um, it was just a nice conclusion. But I I agree. I want I would I would have loved to have heard like a fuller version of the song. I don't know how, um, but it just sounded so nice to me. Um, Alan Mark, let's cap off our conversation with this interlude. What did you think? Yeah. Also, I mean. I like how it had it to bookend the entire album, really. Uh, I like that it sort of kept with the same themes of the intro. Uh, I think for me, it was cool because when I was listening to the album in my car and stuff, I just had it on, the whole album was on repeat. So it's cool that it fades directly into the intro. So the album, if you do it like that, it almost feels endless, which is kind of cool. Uh, it kind of just like bleeds in perfectly to the back to the intro. Uh, oh, so just like uh, Kendrick Lamar's album. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sorry. I thought that one is just <laughs> it's you. It tells us different story if you play it backwards. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, so that, I thought that was cool, but yeah, same things. Like, I think doing this podcast, I realized I like it every time drum and bass pops up randomly. So mm. it was cool hearing that uh, on this album. I guess more as a through line through the album than usually just like it popping up in a bridge here and there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it bookended the album really nicely. But yeah, as I mentioned, interlude question. I wonder if they have a repackage in line soon. So yeah. Fantastic. Okay, guys. 
what did you guys think about Dimension Dilemma as a whole? Uh, I could start it off. Uh, start it. Yeah, okay. So for me, like to be completely honest, I thought the album overall was uh, generally underwhelming, <laughs> actually. Uh, like for me, like nothing really stands out as something that I feel like is like pushing the envelope or would be sort of one of the better versions of a type of song we may have already heard uh, like on this podcast or like those typical st- styles you hear in K-pop. Uh, though, I mean, it was nice hearing like the, the like the rock elements, the uh, like the dance techno uh, elements, but overall, it's not really like an elevated version of those uh, to me. Um, but I do think that, especially with this being their first full album, uh, I feel like they have an advantage, especially being so young. Like their average age is 18. Like the youngest member, I think, was born, born in 04. So <laughs> all of them are born wow. in the 2000s. And so there's more. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so, and it's not even like a full year of since their debut. They debuted in November. So um, we're still within like very rookie. Uh, timeline for them so that means they just have so much more room and potential to grow as a group as artists so uh just based on this album like no one has really like stood out like as an outstanding vocalist necessarily but i think like it shows that there is a lot of room for them to grow into that so uh, i think this is for me personally this is more of a group to see down the line it might be one of those where, like, a lot of groups for me, like, their third, fourth years are really when they start establishing their sound and growing into, uh, like, a, a more concrete idea of what the group and per- they are as performers. So I think that's where I'm excited to see where they're going to end up. Uh, but also, I mean, I also need to listen to their older stuff, or to the past two mini albums. I'm curious if I would like anything from there more. Because I do think Drunk Dazed is quite good, so... Yeah. yeah, but that's what I think. Steven? Yeah, I don't have a lot to add. I agree with, I think, everything Alan Mark was saying. Um, I think the album is enjoyable. Uh, I appreciate, again, more like the intro and uh, outro song. We hear it's an interlude. Uh, and I'm expecting something from them now. Like, Every release is going to have uh, intro and outro that's mm-hmm. going to be part of their story. So it, I, I like that they started that early and now I, I think they're just going to keep doing it. Um, these songs, they, I think a lot of them, they showed kind of the, the energy of this group. They're a very spirited group of uh, young, young men. And mm-hmm. uh, that, I think we will continue to see uh, and will be like a part of, that's my sense of who they are, uh, that they can take on different styles of music, but they will just always inject some kind of energy into it. So the songs that I really liked on this, I, I enjoyed, but overall, like the album, I think I, I just wanted to enjoy more. Um, but I, I, I am also interested to see what they'll do, especially with um, Dark Moon, <laughs> the Blood Altar. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, so excited. Excited, yeah. <laughs> I I I want to see something dark and, and bloody. So and a moon. Um, yeah, yeah, and a moon. Um, yeah, uh, I I think I'll be paying attention more uh, later on, but still, they they've made they've really made a mark. I think because they are super popular, and um, mm-hmm. that's that's always good for a group to be popular. Like early on i think yeah um not to have to echo too much of what both of you have already said um i will say that i if i could take away one thing from this album it's the fact that it caught me so off guard it like it 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 allowed me to like remember genres that i liked um with other groups uh, it if if this album was pretty lackluster in the general sense, I think it's very promising in the grander sense that mm. this group is able to tap into all sorts of types of music and we're always going to have something different. Even though this is not a good package, um, it's pr- very promising to me the uh, the future, like Alan Mark was saying, um, especially like down the line. And I, I think... I think uh, for them, if they're listening, and if I could give some advice, uh, I think if you hammered, if you like decide early on for each of your albums to kind of focus like on one central theme, I think that'll be a little bit better going forward. Um, you can have all sorts of different albums if you want, different genres, but I think this felt almost more like a, um, I think. Uh, Steven, you may have mentioned this before. I forget who, but it's it's almost like a compilation of other s- songs, oh. like a, a now that's what I call K-pop um, mm-hmm. kind of collection, where it's just it it feels like just a random assortment of groups, but it's all the same group. So um, I think individually they're great, but as a package, um, a little a little bit more. Um, it, or maybe these are just a bunch of you know offshoots that they decided to package together. I don't know. Um, I this is my first in hype album, so I will end by saying that I am more than cautiously optimistic. I I very much like this group. They sound very very good, and like I was saying with the Tame Dash video, they are incredible dancers, and um, they definitely have the uh, the appeal that uh, is warranted. Um, or like the popularity that's warranted. So um, they're 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 officially on my radar. Um, I haven't. What what is it to be? If okay, what's the next level from being on someone's radar? Savage. Shoot, do you shoot them I'm down? Sorry. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is like so like off radar on radar? Then what would be the next level? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope to one day shoot them down with my <laughs> heat-seeking missile. If that's the next level, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I've posed a lot of questions, a lot of dilemmas. Okay, mm-hmm. let's end this. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for choosing to dine with us, especially if you've been dining with us for the past year. We are very excited for what year two has to bring. So. Look forward to that. Um, But for now, we hope you really enjoyed your meal today and we hope to see you next time. Please make sure to check out our other episodes and leave us a good, good tip on any of your favorite podcast platforms. 
Amazon Music. You can follow us on all the socials at How You Can Eat. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can even email Stephen. I know we didn't get an email for season one, <laughs> but season two is looking much more hopeful. So email Stephen at HowYouCanEat at gmail.com. Let him know what you think about the show. Let him know which groups you want us to cover. And also let him know um, how great he sounds and how good his jokes are. All right. So for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See you. My eyes are closed. No, they're open, but I can't see. (laughs) Happy anniversary, (laughs) Saw! Welcome to season two.